Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with co-founder and CEO Tom Chase. He is the co-founder and CEO of Affordable Housing Loans and the Passive Income Network. He has been an active member of the Arizona Real Estate Investors Association since 2005 and facilitates the Promissory Note subgroup for the association. Tom holds a mortgage broker license and a manufactured home resale license. Tom and his network of investors earn monthly income as private lenders in the Passive Income Network. He's got a lot of great stories. Enjoy. Well, hey, it's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out. And I want to begin our conversation with what we've lived through for the last three and a half years or so. How did you get through the pandemic and how did it change you? Well, we got through the pandemic by, first of all, accepting that things changed. I mean, I think I think a lot of people, when you when change happens, they, they resist it and fight it. So I know in our business, we had a we had a, we had a, a tough about six months there, but we had to change the whole processes in the way we were contacting uh, our prospects. And uh, I mean, I think anytime there's change, that's what you have to do. You have to recognize it and realize, hey, I got to do things a different way. And that's how we got through it. We also had a have a great bank um, that helped us out with the PPP funds. So we got some actual funds yeah. and then, um, we uh, we do a, an accounting process where we keep money uh, aside. So we had some money like that. So we got through that first six to nine months, and then uh, it's been it's been really good ever since. So let's get to the heart and soul of what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third grade students. It's career day, and one of the kids is curious and asks you, "What do you do for a living?" How do you answer that child? Okay, well. First of all, we have we have two companies. We have um, affordable housing loans, which is a manufactured home lender. We lend to consumers for the home only, so it's in land lease communities. It's uh, it's what's called a chattel loan, not real estate. And then we fund all of that with our passive income network. And the passive income network is a uh, it's a private lender membership organization. It's the funding arm and the secondary market for those loans that we create. So. so talk to me a little bit about what you wanted to be in the third grade. What was your dream to grow up and become? Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I, that's a long way back trying to remember <laughs> that. <laughs> um, I don't really remember thinking about things back then uh, in the third grade, maybe when I got more in junior high. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh I just knew that, um, you know, I came from a family that, well, we weren't really that well off and I wanted to be successful in my life. I wanted to provide for my, my family in the future. Uh, so uh, that's what drove me. So. so take me back to where you were born and raised. How did you get this? How did these seeds of, of, of being in this business, how did they start and how did they grow into who you are today? So, um, yeah, I was born in the Chicago area, you know, okay. um, Oak Cook County Hospital uh, many years ago. Um, I, I I grew up kind of, um, well, my dad was a single father for a while, and he would uh, kind of leave me with different aunts and uncles. <laughs> you know, I'd live with them while he was uh, trying to make a living. And one of the things that, that really made an impact on me at 10 years old 
and I never forgot it. In fact, it's it's kind of a little paragraph in a book I'm writing called Thank You, Aunt Louise. So I was living with my Aunt Louise, who had seven kids of her own, you know, and I was just a, another one. And I don't know, I had done something, something 10-year-old boys do wrong, and she got all over me. And I'll never forget her saying to me, she said, you're going to grow up to be a no good, nothing, just like your father. And that has motivated me still to this day. And that's why I say thank you, Aunt Louise, for that motivation. Yeah. Because of what she said, I said, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. So speaking of influences, who's been kind of a hero for you? Uh, a hero for me... Well, I've had a I've had a couple in my in my corporate career uh, life when I was um, younger and in my mid thirties I was working I worked in the medical equipment business for years and I was in my mid thirties and I was uh, I was a regional manager at a company and all the other regional managers were fifty or over so I kind of thought I was it you know you know how you are when you're that age oh yeah and I. I had a little bit of issue with, um, uh, let's just say, um, being volatile sometimes. <laughs> and I had a boss that gave me a performance review. Uh, and the performance review was good. And he said afterwards, he said, well, I need to talk to you a little bit about this other issue. He said, uh, he said people feel like they need to walk on eggshells around you, Tom. And he said, because you're kind of volatile. And I kind of laugh and my comment was, what do you mean? What do you mean about it? What, what, <laughs> it was almost that way, but he did such a favor to me by pointing that out because it was a couple of weeks later, I saw somebody kind of go off in a meeting like I would do sometimes. And it was like a two by four hit me between the eyes. And I said, if that's what I look like, I'm not going to get where I want to go in life unless I change. Yeah. And so he, he made a huge impact by sitting down and telling me that. And I, I've had a couple of great mentors along the way when I was younger to help me, you know, get rid of the rough, rough edges, you know, and improve. Yeah. So. so if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now that's an inspiration to you, who would it be? Who would you love to meet and talk to? I think I'd like to talk to Elon Musk. I want yeah. to see how his to how his brain works. I mean, that guy is unbelievable, and what yeah. what what he does. He his brain must work differently than most of us. You know. Yeah. 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 I, I would love to pick that brain. Yeah, I've heard interviews with him. Yeah, he's he's definitely on a different level for sure. Um, so, what is the motivation? Speaking of an Elon Musk, who is obviously highly motivated, you are as well. What is the motivation for you every day to get up? to do what you do, to accomplish what you want to get done and to help people? Um, I'll try to answer that as brief as possible, but it but it might take a little bit. So in, in, in April of 2011, I had a what I call a pivotal moment in my life. Uh, I was still in corporate America, and I realized uh, I, I, that my corporate career was coming to an end. The company I was with was being sold. And I, I had been through that a couple of times before, and I knew that was coming to an end. And I got a call when we were on vacation about this. We, so, so when we got home from vacation, my wife and I sat down and had one of those tough conversations at the dining room table. 
you know, what's our future look like? Because, you know, because of the situation a couple of times before that and mismanaging some money, retirement didn't look like what I wanted it to look like for us. And so from that standpoint, I started making a plan on what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Because at that point, I was too young to retire, but probably too old that anybody would really hire me, you know, at the money I had been making. So I decided to go into business for myself. And I had been in the real estate business, you know, small time, uh, owning some rental properties and things like that. But I decided I wanted to be the bank. I wanted my money to work for me, you know, rather than owning real estate and having to deal with the cost and the burden of that kind of stuff. If you're the lender, you put your money out and you're getting money back all the time. So I started doing that. Fast forward, uh, as I started having success, I had uh, some other people said, hey, can you do it for me? And then we built up an investor group. I had about 12, 15 investors that I was doing this for. And we were buying notes secured by real estate. And it got really, really difficult to find good quality notes to buy. And I started thinking, look, I have to think like a manufacturer, create my own product, not buy from somewhere else. Because now I can control my quality of my product and I can serve my investors better. Well, just... Just to answer the question, I mean, I spent 37 years in corporate America and I've now spent 12 years as an entrepreneur. I am I am better off financially because of the decisions I've made. And I love that I'm helping other people, especially in my generation. I'm a baby boomer. And most most baby boomers are concerned about outliving their money. And they don't want to deal with like stock market volatility, things like that. When you're a private lender and you can lend your money and you have income coming in and you have a hard asset securing your investment, it's a pretty safe, secure investment. And so I'm helping many other people do the same as I've done. And that's what gets me up every day. So what's been one of the best success stories you've been involved with as a professional? Probably in 2015, I uh, I had... Um, I was still new in the entrepreneurial world. I was buying notes and, you know, I hadn't, I buy onesie twosies. Well, I had a banker, a friend of mine, refer somebody to me that had these 24 properties that they had created cash flow notes on that they wanted to sell. And he, and uh, um, they'd come to him and he said, look, I can't help you, but maybe Tom can. And he referred me to them and, Putting that deal together, and that's a whole story on itself. I, I actually am fortunate I get to do some public speaking at events, and I, I I have a whole session I call the million dollar deal and the three Ps that I did. But but by putting that deal together and and the things that went wrong, there were so many reasons to back out of that, and I didn't because. I made a commitment to perform. And so I said that was big to me and I needed to perform. And so we were able to go through, like I said, without going through the whole story, to go through and complete that deal. And it just really kind of put me on the map then as an entrepreneur um, and gave me confidence. 
even though I had a successful you know, career in corporate America, I was doing something totally new and different. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the hardest thing I had to do was put the ego aside, put the ego in the drawer. You know? yeah. I'm no longer a big time executive. I, I'm an entrepreneur. Nobody cares about what I did in the past. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that, that to me was one of the most successful things because it just launched me for the rest, rest of what I've been doing. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If you had a dream tonight, you ran into the 20 year old version of you and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained throughout your life up to this point. What advice would you give your younger self? Become an entrepreneur now. Yeah, that's what I would say, because like I said, I enjoyed my corporate career, but I, I feel like I wasted a lot of my my time. I wish I wish I had done it when I was in my 20s. But, yeah. you know, I mean, you can't dwell on it, but that's right. the advice I would give myself. Yeah. So of all the things that you've done in your life, what are you the proudest of? Wow. Wow, that's a, that's a great question. I think I'm most proud of raising my son as a single parent. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with business because I'm telling you, it just gave me a whole new appreciation of uh, single mothers and what they go through. Because most men, we we have no idea, and I did it, and the challenges and the things you had to do to balance a career and you know that kind of thing. So I, I'm most proud of that. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Well, probably the one I shared with you that that. Hey, uh, the advice was people saw me as the being a volatile person and I needed to change. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, because that happened at a pivotal point for me in my mid 30s. And if I hadn't have done that, I don't think I'd be where I'm at today. So, Tom, everyone has a perception of you family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I'm a man of principle. Uh, I'm a, uh, it, it, it's almost trite to say this, but I'm all about integrity, doing what you say you're going to do, following through. Uh, when things get tough, you don't walk away. You, you, you knuckle down. Um, and, and the people who work with me and know me, I think they would say the same thing. And they, they would say that I'm a, I'm a nice person, sometimes maybe too nice, <laughs> you know, you back away from that a little bit, but uh, I'd rather err on that side. For sure. So what's the best thing about living in Arizona? Uh, you broke up a little bit. Oh, Did you sorry. What's the best thing about living in Arizona? Yeah. What do you like the best about it? The sunshine, the mountains, the cactus, everything. I, I came through Arizona first time when I was like 17, I was in the Navy. And I, from then on, I felt like I needed to get back to Arizona because I felt like my soul was here. I don't know how to explain it, but oh, I get when it. I came here to live, I joined up with my soul. That's wonderful. I, I just love this thing. Yeah. What a great answer. So if anyone out there wants to learn more about you, reach out to you, hire you, anything about your world, where can they go? Uh, so they can go to our website, which is the passive income network.org. Uh, 
phone number 602-283-4813. Excellent. Tom, this has been wonderful. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your story, your time. This has been very, very good, man. Thank you. Joe, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. 